Hello, there is Gareth here, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I hope you are well. Um, so, this one's going up on Monday, the 16th of October 2023. I'm actually recording it on Sunday morning. It's um, quarter past 11 in the morning on Sunday. Beautiful day in Wakefield. The sun's shining. It's a glorious day, as was yesterday. And it's about yesterday I want to talk today, or a thought that came to me yesterday while I was out. And today's episode is called Bringing Up the Rear. And in it, I want to talk about how. When you first start something, you've got to be willing to be bad at it. If you want to be good at anything, you've got to be willing to be bad. The reason I want to talk about this today is yesterday I went walking. If you listened to my last podcast, you know that last week I had a bit of a back injury. So I'd basically taken the best part of six days off any kind of training, didn't go to the gym, didn't really do anything. And I was glad I did because when I was going walking yesterday, I wanted to make sure I was fit enough. And yesterday was a test, did take in a week off, make a difference to me back. It was still twinging, if I'm honest, even at Thursday this week. But yesterday morning, we went for a walk and from setting off to getting back, the back was brilliant. So I'm really pleased about that. But yesterday when we went walking, I had a lot of thoughts going through my mind because we went yesterday to a place called Lady Bow Reservoir. Now, Lady Bell Reservoir is in Derbyshire. It's close to um, a place called Edale. And, and Edale, the area around Edale, is a place we walk in on a regular basis. It's just absolutely stunning down there. If you're somebody who lives anywhere close to it, so north of England, or if you ever get a chance to visit the north of England, you really want to try to get to Edale and Derbyshire area. It's, it's beautiful. It really, really is. And Lady Bower is well known as a, as a kind of tourist spot because it's got a lovely, it's a lovely place to walk around. In a reservoir, it's a big expanse of water and there's like some trails that go around it. And you can kind of go up and round Lady Bower on really kind of very um, walking-friendly paths. So even people that are not particularly good at walking can do this walk because there's no difficulties under underfoot. If you keep to the Lady Bower area and the, around the reservoir, it's very flat. So it's a great place for people to go. Always full of young kids. You can see people walking dogs. Really nice place. But also it gives you the ability from that starting point at Lady Bower to go up into the hills and the higher bits, which is where we were yesterday. But turning up there yesterday morning, as we approached the car park, it became clear there was some activity going on because there was a lot more people than normal. That was fairly evident. A lot more cars parked up. And then on the road, as we're driving down, there were like little markers, like little yellow, I will call them cones really, like tiny cones at the side of the road. And I, I'd made the assumption, I thought, oh, it must be a, maybe a bike race or something, because I thought they look like, you know, like, look like they're marking out a course. But then just as we get into the car park, there's a sign, beware, runners on road. So I thought, it must be a race. Now, I'd heard about this event um, many years ago, and then I Googled it yesterday to find out if there was anything on. And it was something called the Lady Bower. It's the Lady Bower, um, it's a Lady Bower run. So they do a half marathon, which is 13 miles, and also they do an ultra at the same time which is 50 kilometres, which is 30 miles. And as we're going into the car park, all these runners were coming through. Now, they don't, st- they don't start there. They start about six miles further down in a place called Bamford. But it got me, as I'm going through, I got, we got caught up in this. Literally, hundreds of runners going through. Hundreds of people flying through, all with the kind of ultra-running gear on. There were folk flying through. And I just said to Sue, look, we'll just better hang back maybe 10, 15 minutes, let these runners get through, and then, then we can set off. Otherwise, you know, we're going to be caught up in it, really. And that's where the idea for this episode came from. Because as we set off, bear in mind this is probably 15, 20 minutes after we parked up. So the runners have gone through. 20 minutes later, there are still people kind of drifting through. You know, one or two people every now and again, and a couple more than one person by themselves. So clearly the, the, the field that started to thin out. So all the people at the front were the, the kind of top athletes. They're the ones that sprinted through. 
And then as we stayed there longer, the people coming through got slower and slower and slower. And as we set off walking, there were still people coming past us. And I was so inspired by these people because being somebody who does a bit of outdoor activity, um, without trying to be unkind, you can judge people by the equipment they wear. You know, when I go walking, and especially if you're into kind of ultra running or you look at that kind of stuff, there's particular, there's like a uniform people wear. The backpack they wear, the trainers they wear, or the the trail running shoes, um, the equipment they wear, as in the name and the make. It's all relevant. So when somebody goes past and they're wearing something like Innovate, or they might be wearing Rab, or they've got Salomons on, you you know they know a little bit about this. You know, they they clearly have got the gear. As the people start to get slower and slower the gear changes so we were at the end as we're going through there's people sort of going around in you know kind of just like almost like yoga leggings like bright colored stuff and kind of normal trainers you know a pair of like adidas or nike now i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but it's, it doesn't fit with the ultra running and the outdoor world you know they had backpacks on that were kind of like um, you know like pictures of cartoon carrots on the back so the people going through at the back clearly were people that were new to this and people that were probably doing it maybe for the first time. And I love that because, like I said, right at the beginning of this podcast, in order to be good at something, you've got to first be willing to be bad. And these people clearly knew they were not going to keep up with the guys at the front. They were set at their own pace, and they were going to go out and enjoy the day. And every single person, interestingly, when we went through at the beginning, everybody's kind of kind of like almost like laser-focused. You know, nobody's speaking. They're just flying past. They're the ones with all the Salomons on. They're the ones with the Rab on, the Innovates. They're the ones that have got T-shirts on and kind of proper run. You know, them really small kind of running shorts that just kind of barely cover you up. They were flying through like that. Towards the back end, the people that were clearly not used to doing this, they were more friendly. They were chit-chatting. They were talking. What I realised yesterday was these people at the back, they knew they weren't very good. They were clearly doing it, and all credit and kudos to them. But they had to do that because next year, if they do it again, they'll be a little bit quicker. Next year, they'll be a bit better. Next year, they might change their clothing. Because although clothing doesn't make a difference and the equipment you wear doesn't make a huge difference, it does make a difference. If you've ever run in a pair of proper trail shoes as a pair of trainers, especially on the conditions around Lady Bower, you do know there's a difference to traction and also to speed. But these people at the back were willing to be bad at something. And it brought back a lot of memories for me yesterday about when I first got into walking, about how when I first started, I was rubbish. The first walk I ever did with Sue, it was a a place called Pateley Bridge, and she took me on this walk, not a particularly challenging walk, but I was knackered after 10 minutes. She she took me up a bit of a hill. I could barely get up it. I'm kind of breathing heavy, sweating. I ached everywhere. And I realised back then there's an option you have when you experience something like that for the first time. You've got the choice. I said, you know what, I'm not very good at this. Um, I'm rubbish compared to everybody else. I should quit, right? And many, 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 many people do. Or you can say, I am rubbish at this. I'm not very good. But you know what? I'll get better if I persevere. I'll get better if I persevere. So for many times when I first started walking, probably for the first 12 months, I was always the guy at the back. Now, when I went walking with Sue, that was okay. There's only two of us and she always kind of, kept you know stayed there she didn't run off in front she always kind of encouraged me but I remember the first time I actually went walking with a group of people and they just ran off in front of me not ran off because we were walking but they were so much quicker than me so much stronger I remember how difficult it was to be at the back of that pack bringing up the rear and as I got better at my walking um the people that 
I went out with her initially. I remember I just thought to her, I thought, why didn't you see that I was struggling at the back? I had this real sense of you just didn't realise how much I was struggling. And they used to wait for me. And then when I got there, they set off again. So I never really got a chance to rest. So the first probably 12 months of walking were just, when we worked with groups, were torturous. Because it was like I was always at the back. I always felt disappointed. And every single time I felt like that, I realised it's just so important that you can stay in that mindset of I'm getting better. And then bit by bit I did. It's like now when I go out, um, I'm not the guy bringing up the rear anymore because I have to, but I am always the man bringing up the rear. One thing I learned through that experience was there's no worse place to be when you're in a race or a walk. or It, you know, it doesn't have to be a race, but when you're in an activity, there's nothing worse than bringing up the rear and feeling what it le- feel like to be letting everybody down because that's what you think. I can't keep up with everybody. Everybody's got to stop for me. So something I did, I made a decision when I got better at walking that I would never let anybody feel that way again. So if I go out walking with a group now, I have a really simple um, philosophy. And and I'd have to say, I've I, I kind of made this up. If you know who Lewis Hamilton is, the racing car driver, um, he used to have this saying when he was doing well at racing, he's still a good racing driver, but you know when he didn't do particularly well, he'd say, we, we win and we lose together. We win and we lose together, saying it doesn't matter whether we win or lose, we're together. So I kind of slightly bastardised that and brought it into my walking. And my philosophy is when we walk, we start and we finish together. If we go walking in a group, whether that's a group of three people or 13 people, 30 people, and I've walked with groups of 30 people, we all start and we finish together. No one's going off in front. Everybody keeps the same pace, and we always keep the people at the back supported. So I'm always at the rear when it comes to a walk these days. Not out, of, not out of kind of necessity anymore. It's now out of choice. I bring up the rear. And if you're listening to this and you're anybody that's involved in any form of leadership, whether that's management at work, or management in an organisation, or you look after a group of people, always remember that leaders are not the guys out in front trailblazing. They're the people at the back bringing up the rear because it's important you keep that rear end supported. In anything you do in life, you always have to remember that the, the weakest bit of the chain is how strong your particular group is. So it doesn't matter how strong everybody else is. If one person is is not as strong, you've got to remember that's the weakness. And the thing with that weakness is you've got to support it because eventually if you give the people the support, they aren't particularly good when they start. They're not good, let's call it, let's say they're bad. And let's say I was a bad walker because I was a bad walker. They'll get better if they're supported. But if they constantly feel that I'm at the back, I'm struggling, I can't go anywhere, let me tell you, they're eventually going to crack because no matter how resilient you want to be, it can be very difficult always being in that position. So as we were going out yesterday on our walk, these people going through at the end, we're encouraging them, well done, keep going, you know, and it was really lovely to see them. And the last person that went past, as I remember, she was a really, really tiny, I mean really tiny, um, Chinese lady. And she was there with the kind of the backpack on and she was just kind of shuffling along. And I just saw the look on her face and she had that kind of smile and I just kept saying, come on, come on, you're not so far to go now and not realising at the time she had about another 20 miles to go. But, you know, what's 20 miles between friends? Um, but, you know, and as we finished yesterday and got back to the car, um, I don't know where they finished because clearly they must have gone a different route. We never saw them again after that point. Once we got into our walk, we never saw them. But I kept thinking, and I thought, I wonder where that Chinese lady is. I wonder how she got on. And the, my hope for her, and I'm fairly certain this did happen, is she got to the end of it. Because when she got to the end of it, the sense of achievement of saying, you know what, I turned up and I did it. And bear in mind, I know she was doing the ultra, because the way that the signpost was set up, there was blue and red. Blue was clearly the half marathon, red was the ultra. And she was following the red route. So she was clearly doing the ultra marathon. And I thought she will be waking up this morning thinking, I did it. 
And then hopefully she'll go back next year and she might be a little bit quicker. And if she keeps doing it and keeps training, she'll eventually be in a position where she's in a, she's, she won't be the person bringing up the rear anymore. And hopefully she'll be somebody who will encourage the people at the rear to keep going. To put it into simple terms, if you can have the opportunity to support somebody, always do it. It doesn't matter how bad they are or how good you are. Support somebody in improving themselves is one of the greatest gifts we're given and opportunities we're given as human beings. Whether it's your career, whatever you do, whatever you do, somebody will be not as good as you at doing it. And if you can encourage those people to come on and bring them along, that's how we expand and we move forward, in my view, as a society. I will never let anybody stay at the back of a, of a, of a walking group and feel uncomfortable. I just would never do it. And like now, I've got people round long routes that didn't believe they could do it because I just said, come on, we're doing this together. I was the man at the back. I was the person bringing up the rear. And I'm sure if you're starting something new, that's what you'll feel like, I'm bringing up the rear. But remember this, if you persist, if you keep going, you won't be the guy bringing up the rear anymore or the girl bringing up the rear. You'll be the one that starts to move towards the middle of the pack. And eventually, you never know, you might get to the front of the pack. And if you're ever fortunate enough to get to that position at the front of the pack, and there are times if you are in a race, maybe it's important you win. But I think for me, more important than winning anything, He's been the person who brings everybody along. For one person to win, nice. One person gets a lot of maybe enjoyment and kudos out of that. But for an entire team to win and for no one to drop out, that's where the real kind of success is for me. So like I say, bringing up the rear, you've got to be first willing to be doing that before you're the person that's in the middle and then pushing to the front. And the only thing that stops you is time and commitment. Interestingly, when I first went walking, the people who ran off at the front and made me feel bad, they're not even walking anymore. And I've walked with these people since, and they, they're nowhere near my fitness level. But I kept going, you know. That was about seven years ago with that. And they're now, you know, they can barely do five or six-mile walk, you know, and I'm clocking in 15, 20 miles. I kept going. I stayed consistent. I was willing to be bad. Interestingly, um, this crew that walk, these, this crew of walkers, they don't want to go back walking because they don't feel they're good enough. They're sat there with an ego saying, well, you know, we used to be good at this and now we're not, so they're not willing to do it. They're not willing to be bad. And if you're not willing to be bad, you can never be great. Oh, Sunday morning. Do you know what I feel so... I'll tell you something, just as a bit of an aside. Having that week off training, I thought would feel nice. I felt so sluggish this week, doing nothing. I can't do it. I think I'm like a dog. I think I need walking on a regular basis. I think you know, I'm not good. I can't just be left in front of the couch like a cat and kept warm. I need to be out moving. I need to be walked every day. So I'm really happy that the walk went yesterday. It was really nice to experience it, to seeing those people go along. I have to say, they have inspired me somewhat. I think there might be more than a fair chance that next year, when the Lady Bower um, Marathon go takes place, um, I might well be in the uh, the people running. But you know what? I know I'm not going to be at the front, but I'm willing to be bad. I'm willing to be the guy bringing up the rear. I don't care. But I would love to be able to say I did a 30-mile ultra. I quite like the sound of it. So there's a little seed being planted yesterday. And because I'm willing to be bad before I'm good, I know I'll be okay with that. I don't mind being right at the back. But I know if I keep going and being consistent, I'll move up. So think about that. If you want to start something new and your fear is I'm going to be bringing up the rear, yes, you will be. But don't worry, because if you keep persisting, you will actually move forward and get better. And it's consistency that wins in anything, personally or professionally. If you're willing to keep going and keep doing it, even when you're bad, you'll get better. Remember that. You'll be surprised how far you can go. I've said it before. When I first started doing podcasts years ago now, 
I remember I had to be willing to be bad at them. Some of my first early podcasts, I wish I'd have kept them because I did, I did delete a lot of them. Um, but when I listened to some of the first ones I did, they were just rubbish. But over time, I've got easier and better at it because I was willing to be bad. Then I got better because I was consistent. So if you're thinking of taking something new on and you're a bit afraid of, well, you know, I'm a bit concerned. You're not afraid. I'm concerned that I'm not going to be very good at it. Of course, you're not going to be very good at it. If you've never done it before, why do you think you would be? But if you're consistent and keep going, you will get there. And if you get the opportunity when you start to improve to encourage other people to come along with you, that's a fantastic thing to do. Because then when you see them improving, it gives you a real buzz yourself. And I think that's how we do. We all encourage it. I think somebody once said it. I think it was Denzel Washington. Each one, teach one. Excuse me a moment. <coughs> oh, I thought we were going to get to the full end of the podcast without coughing. Didn't. Each one, teach one is what Denzel Washington says. When you get better at something, teaching somebody else, it helps you because it helps you to lock in the knowledge and understand how far you've come and it helps them. Each one, teach one. So find something today that you're good at that you can help somebody else with. And if you want to try something new, don't be afraid of being bad at it because I guarantee if you get around the right people, there'll be somebody that'll encourage you. And always, always, always remember, start and finish together. That's a good bit of advice. If you start to bring that into your team, whether it's your team at work or your team at home, your family, it'll be surprising with that attitude how everybody will feel supported. And uh, that's a good thing. There you go. I'm going to call that a day now. What's that? 17 and a half minutes. So you've enjoyed that. Um, any questions at all, let me know. And uh, I will see you next week for another podcast. Until then, take care.